three, two, one, go. to the Tribe of the Fours podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. These are our Cassian Fridays when we talk about Andor episode by episode, today focusing on episode eight, Narkina 5. What a good title. Yes. I was just like, what the hell? I know, I know. I saw it, I was like, what does that exactly mean? But, but anyway, before oh, yeah, we get sorry, into yeah, that, right. we have to welcome <laughs> our guest, Nurhal. <laughs> You've been with us before. Welcome back. So happy to have you, especially to talk about this amazing episode uh-huh. of Andor. <laughs> thank welcome. you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. It's oh, been it's, it's great to be back Always. with you guys. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yes. And even more talking about Andor. Right, it, it's so, I know it's, so, it's a, such a special show so far, and, yeah. and like for we were figuring out the the group of people that we wanted to talk uh, for Andor, like well, your name was immediately like on the top of the oh, list. Cause like, okay, thank well, you. Definitely very appropriate <laughs> appropriate person to talk about it. Cause I know you've been excited for the show to come out. We've been I, I was a little cynical about it, but now I'm 100 on board. And yeah. it's been it's been such a such yeah. a wonderful show so far. But we before we get going to Narkina Five. Because I was gonna talk about the title yeah. <laughs> before Nani, before Nani reeled me in. Yeah, like, reeled it like, in. <laughs> calm down. Uh, tell us what you've been thinking so far. Has the show been meeting up to your expectations? Like, you know, what did you, or is it, you know, or is it there? Is it like exceeding them? Is it a little below? How do you feel about Andor so far? Well, I have to be honest. I mean, since I, I I heard about this this show, I was excited about it because. Yeah, I mean, I loved Rogue One and Cassian yeah. Andor is a, is a character. Diego Luna is is sí, a claro. <laughs> Mexican actor, so yeah, of course, I was excited. <laughs> uh, but I've been pleasantly surprised, and yeah, the 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 it has exceeded my expectations, which were I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be excited no matter yeah. what. <laughs> they were already but, pretty high, exactly. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. But the quality mm-hmm. of this series mm-hmm. is really great. And it shows us, I mean, in this this season, this year so far, we've been blessed with, curiously, we'd had prequel series. Mm-hmm. If, you, yeah. if you think about it, we had yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, we had yeah. Andor, we had Rings of Power, we had mm-hmm. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, which yep. Are, which are prequels point, of stories that we know how they end. Yeah, mm-hmm. it shows us that it doesn't matter if we know how it's gonna end. Yeah, it matters how we tell a story, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's like the puzzle, the piece of a puzzle that we are looking yeah. forward. How do to. we get from here to here? Where's the exactly. journey? Exactly. <laughs> and, yes. and, just, and just because okay. we know the destination of the character doesn't mean that there yeah. can be tension and excitement in that story. Because this episode proves us. It's like, oh, crap. oh yeah, what's gonna exactly. happen to Andor? Like we know he ends up, you know, dying in Scarab, right. but like. So we well, know what's going to happen here jail, but now? Still like, oh, yeah. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 been it's been such it's such such a wonderful journey with uh, with our best friend Diego uh, here. He's he's, he's come <laughs> yes. such a he's come such a long uh, such a far way from Havana Nights now to uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and even before because I I keep joking that uh, I mean one of the things uh, the first uh, three episodes I was joking that. Wait a minute. I know how Diego looked when he was 10 years old. So, you know, <laughs> he was a beautiful, chubby guy. Because, and in the Mexican telenovelas. And, and it's fantastic because it tells you how, I mean, how far he has reached. The growth mm-hmm. as an yes. actor, too. And, and the fact that he still looks like he's in his 30s, which is exactly. unfair. Right. But <laughs> aside from yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, what, what am I doing wrong? Uh, well, I'm not rich and I don't have personal trainers. That's what I'm doing. But uh, besides, <laughs> besides that, like I think one of the really cool things about like Diego's performance, especially like with this episode over a lot of the other ones, is that he doesn't really say a lot in this episode, and yeah. his performance is still like amazing because it's all about yeah. his, his anguish and his agony, his desperation and fear. And yes. he doesn't have to say too much, but like he just mm-hmm. sells it. Like he's acting his heart out. I don't know how you guys mm-hmm. feel about Diego's performance, but it's uh, pretty incredible so far. His yeah. performance has been great. And I mean, we know we are invested with Cassian Andrew as a character and we know hey. where he's going 
uh, mm-hmm. where he's going towards but he doesn't know mm-hmm. so yeah. his yeah. character is like okay i'm gonna be six years in this uh prison as a prisoner with jobs mm-hmm. yeah oh and, and i love what you said again about the puzzle because we he's being fed different pieces of the puzzle like meeting nemec luthan the relationship with Marva and his dad, Bix, Ferrix, like you see all those pieces coming together and we're starting to get a sense of the cast and Andrew that we get in Rogue One. But it's like slowly because he like goes forward a little bit, then steps back, then, you know, just yeah. like a lot of bad things happened to him, you know. Yeah, and it's he was on vacation and got profiled um, and got arrested and, you know. And I know, and, and that that you mentioned is that this show has included a lot of things that are close to home like what we are yeah. seeing in real life so yeah. it's I, I think it's that added layer that yeah, it hits giving. really hard mm-hmm. yes so I mean it's it, it shows us how like you said learning more about the character and it's not like oh yeah it, I thought okay he's gonna meet he met Lutzen and he's gonna join the rebellion but mm-hmm. yeah it was right away in, Exactly, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. hey, he is advanced. Little by step, little, mm-hmm. takes three back. back. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's something. That's something interesting. I was thinking about the politics because I know, uh, I mean, we'll get into like the episode proper in a while, but the conversation is really interesting yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> if, if if anyone who's anyone who's in the Twitter sphere of the Star Wars, the Star Wars Twitter knows that there's very loud voices in terms of like how they receive right there their star wars content and some of these factions in fandom are very opposed to use a very polite word of politics in their star wars and andor has been anything but political and like especially how how overt and and and, and yeah. in your face it is about the things that it's yeah. trying to say uh norhar for you is that like a positive or a negative like how are you connecting with the politics of andor so far well i think it's totally a positive because at the end of the day, I, and I, I'm conflicted with that perception. Like, oh, I don't want politics in my Star Wars because if you see it from the beginning, 1977, yeah. we had yeah. an empire that resembled the, like the Nazis, the, yeah. the fascist empire. Yeah, the look of the stormtroopers, the attitudes of the emperor. I mean, it's been political from the start and it's been exactly. very clear. So, yeah. But it's sometimes uh, nostalgia is a powerful thing, but it's, it yeah. gives us this uh, mm-hmm. rosé sh- uh, shaded glasses mm-hmm. that yeah. we see, oh no, this is beautiful and pew 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 and whatnot and lightsabers. Right. But And the force and superpowers and we're, we're all great, you know. Nothing yeah. bad actually happened. And, and, it's, and it's, something, <laughs> it's something that it's rooted with like when most of, everyone well not everyone how you come into it most people come into it most people come into when they're kids right when you're get when you're a child you're not really you know you're not seeing yeah looking at something saying what are the themes of this like what are the positives trying to say what does this represent you're just enjoying it so there's a certain night i mean i don't want to presume for other people but it would seem to me that for some people they keep that naivete right of like how they saw it and how they engaged with it when they were yeah. kids and have refused to like look back on it with a critical more yeah. mature lens it's like no and try to like reevaluate what you saw too and and right. i think it adds value when you reevaluate it because you combine that nostalgia and the magic that you found in it because it's still there mm-hmm. but then it's grounded in a lot of reality which exactly. i think makes it even more important because it is relevant exactly. it's not just a space odyssey it, it's mm-hmm. actually relevant to things that are happening that were happening in the 70s and that have continued to happen and it's still relevant to today so it was was hilarious because i saw someone on twitter last week (laughs) and last week's episode when like uh i was gonna say diego well diego and casting are the same person at this point (laughs) changed my mind uh when he gets when he gets when he gets racially profiled on right so yeah he can, so he can get like so he got arrested which he had already been profiled like in that first episode like he's already been, yeah like but it was I, in your face from the beginning but in I, your saw, face, I, yeah. I saw someone on yeah. the twitter on the twitter say like no no no, you can't racially profile in star wars unless it would be an alien and it's like oh my obviously a white a white white dude and it's like dude my dude like you clearly have your yeah. star wars like goggles on to like refuse to see 
the mm -hmm. social and racial commentary that the show is trying to give us because it's like yeah. that's li literally what they're doing. The people that are running away are also like brown skinned people and the short troopers also running after them. Yeah. The first brown skinned person that the short trooper sees is the one that he's like, okay, well, you're I couldn't catch those two, so you're coming. Yeah. You're coming with you're me. You're coming. So yeah. which is extended now into this episode, I think, which I thought right. was also like genius when we go into the prison and we see everyone that Cassian is imprisoned with it's just people yeah. of color. Obviously there's a couple of white there's just there's white people in prison. Too. Yeah, but you can no tell trying, no that there's a pattern. That there there's a pattern, there's, yeah. There's a pattern. And it was so crazy because, you know, Aldani was like the the big thing that we thought, you know, that yeah. this is it. This is the heist. And he was successful. And now we're just going to keep going with this. And then, you know, he tries to get Marva to come with him to Bix and everybody just kind of rejects him. And and then he's just, you know, on vacation, hooking up. And that moment, you know, he suddenly you end the episode with him getting arrested and what's happening next? And then everything that happened this episode was so unexpected. I, mm -hmm. I really was not expecting this episode. I think I can fairly say it's been my favorite to date, Interesting. Um, nice. which How is come? huge. Uh, obviously, we still have to rewatch the whole thing after we're done and digest everything. But yeah, one of the things, I mean, the score keeps getting better with every episode and the way it drags you into the mood combining with what you're seeing and and there was a really big element to me in this episode that made it feel feel horror mm -hmm. you know i i felt squid game combined with tron with just you know you get this like super aesthetic you know everything's white so it should feel safe but you feel terrified the entire time mm -hmm. and my heart the uh, the floor can kill you. You yes. have to do yeah, this floor, or you'll get eliminated. The floor is lava. Floor is lava. <laughs> yes. Also, <laughs> the level of tension in this episode, I can't yes. even explain. You know, the whole time I was like, what am I watching? This just mm -hmm. took this whole other turn. And I'm I'm all in for it. What did yeah. you guys feel like first impressions of this episode? Actually, I felt uh, when you, I'm oh, sorry. No, when no, you, you said <laughs> when you said about that uh, the 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 pristine present mm -hmm. in some way it reminded me of Thor Ragnarok how they had this shift and like Thor would be electrified but yeah it yeah. gives you this even if it looks like a pristine clean sanitary place where the uh, yeah. prisoners are properly fed and yeah. everything mm -hmm. but. And you're clean and, you know, and even they said to them at the beginning, it's like, oh, conditions here are actually really good compared to prisons that you're used to before, but the level of intimidation. I know. And like, and, like walk, stop, walk. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That. No, and the voice, like the yeah. AI or whatever it is that controls it, every time the voice sounds. It's kind of like it's, Mother it's, in the Alien franchise. Yes. Overbearing. Oh, but no, it so was, that's it was, why I felt like there was that element of horror in it. That, yes, but it was it was really good because uh, I could I could I could see because I had read in an interview that Tony Gilroy was mentioning that the previous episode was kind of like a standalone episode because you know like the previous six like the transition like two, mm -hmm. two different arcs mm -hmm. and that this previous one was like on its own and then this one was gonna mm -hmm. start a new arc and now seeing it it's like, oh, it's like I I see what you're doing. I see. Yep. Like the last the last episode was kind of like a break. You know, we were on a beach. We were on vacation a little bit. So like, yeah. okay, let's take a breather. Let's relax. I mean, hike, racially whatever. profiled on a beach. I'm not I sure think, that's but, a good yeah, thing. But, <laughs> but, exactly. But, but no, but then yeah. this episode is kind of like, it's just like, you know, amping up the pressure on all fronts, you know, because yeah. in the prison, obviously prison ain't a picnic. Well, except if you're rich, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but then we see what's happening with Mon Mothma and yeah. everyone on Coruscant so like the pressure is also being uh, increased there because we see that even with her scheme for funds with her her person that she might hook up with in the future is apparently <laughs> not going as easy Coma, yeah. as, thank you uh, it's not going as easy as she thought it was going to go Luthen is also feeling like oh crap the pressure is also uh, yeah. uh, being 
I need to tie my loose ends. What's and we'll, happening? And we'll talk about who he talks with at the end of this episode. That was a really nice surprise. Yeah. But then we also get back I wasn't to expecting Ferex. it this episode. You know, nope. It was amazing. Yep. But then we get back to Ferrex too, which I was not expecting. I thought Ferrex we were either. Yeah. I thought we were done with Ferrex. With our on, done with Ferrex. But what a what a beautiful surprise. They've I been thought, doing really yeah. well on not letting us know who's showing up when. Mm-hmm. Because even the characters that were confirmed, it would say like they're in one episode. So you don't know when you're going back to where, whatever so they're going to yeah. be in. And then, and now we have to talk about what everybody was surprised about, at least me, because I was like pointing mm-hmm. at yes. the TV like an idiot. Like Leonardo DiCaprio made me, yes. The yeah. man, the myth, the legend back oh, in Star Wars without being Gollum. Yes. <laughs> you know? Without being in Snoke. His glory. Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe and that is Snoke. Maybe that's the origin. No, oh, I don't like Snoke. that. No, 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 I reject it's a, that. It's a Snoke clone. No. It's the earliest, no. the, the template no. for the Snoke clone. <laughs> no. Hashtag no. your Snoke theory sucks, bro. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did we feel starting with Unurhal as our guest to see was... Andy Serkis? Surprise. I, when I, I know, I heard his voice like, wait a minute, what? But let me tell you something. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And obviously we know him more for his motion mm-hmm. yeah. uh, work, but he's a fantastic actor. And yeah. this character, obviously, like you said, took us by surprise, but he, he, it's credible. Uh, like uh, we were saying before that, even if he's not taller than Diego, you could see that mm-hmm. his presence was mm-hmm. a... Yeah, you kind of see them like next to each other and then like Diego and then Andy Serkis, but Andy Serkis is totally dominating that scene and just like intimidating. Everybody's terrified of him. And, and but there's this logic behind him. I'm here with you too. I got into yeah. the position because I worked hard and you're not going to screw up my system. Mm-hmm. And well, but it, from- talks, it talks about systems of control, right? Like because mm-hmm. that's yeah. one of the clever things about the whole prison uh, the, right. all, all of the scenes in the prison it's just like well it just shows how the empire wants you to focus on fighting amongst right because if yeah. you're fighting amongst yourselves you're not you're not looking at to fight against your oppressor yeah you think, mm-hmm. you well, think that your neighbor is oppressing you and it's really the the guy on top which yeah. i thought is just yeah like so wonderful i mean it's from the beginning when andy circus starts explaining how everything works he's like we play at this play at this and andrew's like play play i mean we're we're play you can think of it however you want I think of it this way, and that, that's why I kept getting Squid Game vibes. Like everybody's just yeah. die because yeah, it is. It's the same it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, and just the and everything that happens in that room. It's like seven tables with seven people with seven areas, and it's just this repetitive kind of craziness, and and how they have to compete at what they're building and the score that accompanies everything that's happening. Is- I mean. And this is one thing that I was thinking about when they were like competing against each other. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. meet the quota and be yeah. there. I was, and I think I saw somewhere around social media, but it seems like what they're building is for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but yeah. this is the thing. And I like how the other prisoners from the same table were like, oh, what, what do you know about the Albani? And right. It, unbeknownst to them that he was the that one i know that made that, it happen that's the most interesting part of that whole thing like everyone because we saw it with marva right in the last episode right Marva's just yeah. like people are standing up the aldani thing Aww. meant so much and, and now talking in the prison, about what happened to them as heroes and him rejecting yes. it, saying that it was just a robbery because he can't see himself as the hero yet and now right. in the prison that giving them hope and him still thinking it's just a robbery this actually made things worse you got double your sentences and why you yes. think this is a good thing yes so, because it it was mm-hmm. like a justification for the emperor mm-hmm. for the empire to hey we're going to your press oppress you more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. use this as an yeah. excuse like the guys told him hey our sentences are going up yeah because mm-hmm. yeah it's an excuse the empire has found to hey well we can we can keep them working longer yeah, but it's backfiring because you yeah. can see already that Luthen was very specific. That's the point. We need mm-hmm. them to like overextend themselves because the tighter you grab your fist, the more things slip between the yes. fingers and the more you foment 
rebellion. And you can see already that the prisoners, even though they got double sentences, there's hope that somebody's doing something on the outside. Somebody's fighting back. So yes. you, you you get Andrew who's completely thinking the other way. This was a fuck up. We made everything worse and he doesn't want to talk about it. No. And, and then and the also, prisoners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No. And the, the also, also the thing that you, you think about it. He, if he had stayed with the rebellion with Luthen and he wouldn't have been, have been caught mm-hmm. perhaps. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, Maybe. because he got caught by random circumstances. They I have know, no like, idea yet who they have. No clue. Yeah, he, and also, this is the thing. He gave this wrong name, like Kiv Girgo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Shido, right? That's the- I know, but I love that. I love that <laughs> because last week we were saying like, wait a minute, Great in Rogue target. One, Cassian oh. Ander said he had never been in a prison, but one, yeah. The guy is lying. He might be lying. And also from a certain point of view, Cassian Ander wasn't in a prison. Exactly. Keith Gergo. Yeah. That's true. Well, and again, it's not necessarily a prison because he's like being an indentured servant. Exactly. Is basically what he's doing. So uh, you, like depends the on your point of view. And I mean, for Ragnarok's sake, they're prisoners with yeah. jobs. That, exactly. <laughs> that's a good I don't point. like the S word. <laughs> But, no. uh, oh my god but the design of that entire planet yeah. when you first see it the water like the swirling underneath you know they're gonna fuck up that planet too as they uh, destroy it, pretty much it, everything they touch it reminded me a lot of the of the raft mm-hmm. and in the avengers movies uh, yeah where, like where they kept like hawkeye and like all the all the avengers they're racist from the water too it's like ah, mm-hmm. a little a little design synergy between marvel and Lucasfilm, nice. uh, but but for the better, I think it looks better because I mean I have to keep yeah. impressing upon everyone like how amazing the visual effects are in this show. Yeah, it's like it yeah. just and looks so good, especially for a t- not even for a TV show. It looks good for a movie. But for like, anything, yeah, for anything, yes, incredible. There's, there's, and I also got a little bit of like Camino vibes, especially when you see like the hallways yes. and like the prisoners looking at each other and like trying to communicate and With it's like signs, yes. Yeah. And then it's it's a different type of servitude because you know the clones were bred for that. And now you have for people what? that are supposed to be independent, but now they're indentured servants. And like you were saying, because you're so focused on the task at hand that you don't think about anything else except information is trickling in about trying people trying to do something on the outside and then you have the desperate ones that do that literally kills uh, himself because he steps absolutely. on the floor it yeah i have to be honest not, not it gave me <laughs> it it gave me a little bit of uh concentration camps vibes in that sense well, 100%. yeah oh yeah, yeah especially yeah. that one scene when they're taking the shower together and it's like coming yeah. from above and i was like are they punishing them in concentration because it was in showers as well for yeah 100 of concentration camp they shuttled them somewhere else yep. and no one knows mm-hmm. where they are and yeah and, and, no and they separate them. the men from the women and the children everybody's uh, completely separate there's no integration whatsoever no and I, I, and depend- I, I didn't think of that but yes 100 percent yeah, yeah. It's a good catch, holy crap. Uh, Star Wars is good. Yeah, it, that's yes. why it, it was such a scary episode. And then I I still have to get reminded of like, was all this timing planned? Because they pushed back the release to go with Hispanic Heritage Month. And now they released this horrifying episode right before Halloween. I know. And it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. All we need is Darth Vader to come down a hallway and you get like, <laughs> you're, 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 and you have Ruffle. I have to be honest I like how in the team that he's working on at the table we had Mel C mm-hmm. showing up mm-hmm. I was like ah, I wanted to say something about that because I saw everyone <laughs> on Twitter being like oh did you see this and in the back of my mind was like I only know it because Hey, I saw the Ryan Airy video on Screen Crush and Alex Tell me who the hell he was. I <laughs> am not good at picking these things up. And I was just like, 90% of you on Twitter saying that didn't know either. Stop pretending you knew. Stop pretending. <laughs> but it was a really, it was a really cool, it was a really cool thing for them to have done because this was like 
it makes like a, a, a background character like that much more important. Still in the background though, because he's you know, yes, he's yes. like in the yeah. forefront, but it starts you know like putting like those pieces together, which for me is even more hilarious when you look back at what Tony Gilroy was Tony Gilroy was saying about the show and how the show wasn't gonna have a camp, Easter not, eggs. Not, uh, yeah, yeah. How Easter eggs and I'm like my dude, yeah. like this show is just like it's packed to the brim. of them. <laughs> no, 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 but I can I mean I can understand at a certain point what he was trying to say is like, oh no, yeah. we're not just gonna put a sock, I yeah. guess, for the right, sake right, of it. Right, right, right. No, yeah. it's it's just to, I mean, if it works, like in, in uh, last the service exactly like for example, last week I, I we were saying about the when we were uh, at Mon Mothma when mm -hmm. he was talking yeah. with Tai Colma. She mentions uh, maybe it's a coincidence, or maybe the writer's room does a really good job that she was talking, she mentioned Masamida, the Grand mm -hmm. Vizier. And uh -huh. in her hall, she had this uh, Chandrilan tree, mm -hmm. which in uh, Aftermath Empire and in the, the novel by Chuck Wendig, when the Vizier with Masamida surrenders finally after the Battle of Jakku, and he like surrenders to Mon Mothma as the head of the New Republic, they do it behind be, behind that uh, Shandilan tree. Oh shit! <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's just a coincidence. Damn. But maybe it's like a hey, subtle detail details that a hey, yeah that enhance that work that it doesn't have to be somebody showing up with a lightsaber at the most or Boba Fett just Boba yeah. Fett, can you imagine Boba Fett showing up? Passing by, like <laughs> chilling on a canteen. I... <laughs> it just it just wouldn't work. I feel like uh, just as a parenthesis to that, like I feel that a cameo like that just wouldn't work on this show because the no. show is so grounded. Mm. It's so much about like yeah. normal people facing these extraordinary circumstances, and to bring somebody who's extraordinary. Is yeah. kind of like ruins the the ground the groundedness uh, of the show. So like I'm I'm really happy that we're like getting that it's like yeah because I thought that was what Mando was gonna be like at the beginning and then we start you know connecting with Bringing everybody with or, and Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka. or Fennec Shand just yeah. passing by like and it's just like <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden like Mando's like this massive show and which like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing I love Mando yeah I love yeah, all I mean, Star Wars all right. mm -hmm, but it's, yeah. it's a different it's a but it's sometimes good when it's its own thing. Like, you know, it's in the universe. You know, these things are happening as well, but it doesn't have to take away from the main story. Right. And aside from that, I because I wanted to ask you both, because something that I was really looking forward to happened this episode, Cyril and Deidre finally met. Yes. Exactly the way I thought it was. <laughs> and what know. did you think, Noral, that they I, finally met? It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so good because my... <laughs> Poor frustrated uh, babies finally <laughs> met, and no. but it was. I mean, and it makes sense because mm -hmm. for me, Cyril Karn is like Javert in Le Miserables with uh, John Baljan, where Cassian mm -hmm. and the Ruby mm -hmm. John Baljan, mm -hmm. because he's obsessed. Because yeah. I mean, from his perspective, and that's something that I this conversation I had this conversation with friends like Will. If you think about it, people joined the empire not because they were evil and bad right. and hated the liberty and justice and the like. Let's see, they did it because it was another job. Yeah, just like and okay. To some of them, it was working. Like there were yeah. planets that were improved by the present. I mean, it's not not everybody sees them as the bad guys. Right. So, exactly. so I'm loving getting so much perspective from these sides, especially from two people that have shown that they can do their jobs correctly. Because a lot of the problems in the empire is that people are very inefficient, just trying to get ahead and completely incompetent. And then these two people, one who was ostracized because of trying to be incompetent, but let's give it to him, he really fucked up at Ferrix. So yeah, he, he did. Kind of, yeah. And somebody like Deidre, who I continue to root for because she sees patterns where everybody else is trying to ignore she's it. She's the she's, money. I mean, because yeah. we know that this show is around the same time. We don't know before. I, I think it's before, obviously, because we haven't heard. I don't think we have had yet the message that Ezra Ridger sent through the galaxy, mm -hmm, of course. Sorry. But 
it is around so we have already mm -hmm. activity all across the galaxy and she's on the money she's seeing yeah. those patterns but you can see the isb is this like you said incompetent inefficient overconfident and and yes and rooted in bureaucracy yeah. at its finest like no no mm -hmm. no we have to follow the sectors and we have to follow hey and the protocols and the imaginary lines then with how we divided the world and yeah, so she's on the money. And mm -hmm. of course, I mean, she's with the bad guys, but that's what doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean she's a bad guy. Exactly. That's that's to be seen, because I don't know. She did that's something. to be seen. She yes. did something a little shady at Ferrix when she like uh, beat up uh Bix's friend. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she like, keeps him there so that she sees him beat She up can and see like, and then, and then acts like he should have. Yeah. So like, exactly. I don't know, I don't know. I like Deirdre because she's actually the only one that's competent in this show. And uh, effective. But, but and effective, yes. Yeah. But, but you know, the evil, evil, either either you got to see the light or you got to pay the price. Well, I rhyme, mean, it, I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to rhyme, but it did. So I'm going to take that. Yeah, rhyme. but it also depends on how you see yourself because we got another, if you want to leave it for the end or if you want to do it now, because we have another extremist oh, that yes. we know is not a good guy, no, but we assume always he's a... Bring it in. So Guerrera. Yes. We saw it. We got him. Forrest Whitaker just went. Crushed it. He crushed, crushed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get at, at least nomination for be, get, uh, best, best guest yeah, actor yeah. Oh. In, a, in a drama series because, yeah, he crushed it with that, mo what he tells Luthen. About was, all this, uh, such, uh, such the entire scene because you have these powerhouse actors. Oh yes, it's oh, yeah. Skaggart is not. Well, one I didn't, in front I, of the I, other. I didn't even expect uh, Sarah to show and two, up. And two, two Marvel uh, alums got as well. Right, 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 right. Uh, 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 Black Panther and uh, mm -hmm. wait, what was Stellan? Oh, right, Thor. Uh, Eric yeah, Selvig. Yeah. There we go. I was just which one. No, but uh, when he like leaves, leaves the uh, when Luthen leaves Coruscant, I'm just like, where the hell is he going? Is he going to Ferrix? I don't know. Yeah. I kind of thought see. he was going to Ferrix for a little while That's because he I was kind of into like I keeping the communication too. channels open. And I was like, okay, we're going back but, to Ferrix. That's fine. I think it's we, a and then sketch we saw, move. We saw two tubes and I was just like, oh, and I was like, no, sorry. <laughs> I was Aww. like, here we go. Oh, such a good scene. We knew it was coming. I was I not was expecting it this episode, but I not it even was even a little bit. It was, it, it was, was timely. Very, it was a very mm -hmm. poignant yeah. scene. Because mm -hmm. for me, that scene resonated not just because of like the political things that they're talking about, mm -hmm. the Corman Front, the whatever liberation thing, the Neo Republicans, mm -hmm. whatever. That was all cool in terms of like Star Wars lore. But for me, that yeah. scene was more poignant because for me, I just felt like that was two fans talking about Star Wars and like two fans that are like liberal fans talking about who's right about something. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like that's what, that's what happens with Twitter a lot. And like a lot of this discourse, it's just like fans who are usually like who agree on 90% of things just fighting with each other over minutia and like who's right about everything instead of being like, we're agree about most things. Let's like, cooperate, yeah. please. When Luthen, when Luthen From a certain point of view. Like, are, you, are you tired of just fighting with people who agree with you? And I was just like, oh my God, that's why Luther is so my good. favorite character. So like, yes, he's, he's right on the money. <laughs> Because, what do you guys I mean, think of Saw and Saw's uh, speech? Because I thought it was amazing, not just because of what he said, but also yeah. Forrest's performance was incredible. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Yeah. You start in your hall. Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought he was he was amazing and he was right. Because at this point, I don't know, maybe from the original trilogy, we think of the Rebel Alliance like something that is together and has yeah. been together. But mm -hmm. it wasn't the, that way from... Revenge of the, the get-go, yeah. The get-go, yeah. It was mm -hmm. like here, there, and everywhere, but it was mm -hmm. not Beatles. Uh, exactly to get exactly. Yeah, I love the Beatles. <laughs> but know. it wasn't uh, a, a joint effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi, there was this path of yeah. a network saving for sensitive yeah. people, but we don't know who was. And we know that Ahsoka was working with Bale, but whatnot, but it was not as a concrete effort together. But it is interesting because, of course, and you hear like, oh, no, they are separatists because there's yeah. still the stigma 
yeah. of, okay, mm -hmm. we went through the Cone War of the Republic against the separatists. Yeah. So there's a, still this, this uh, difference of opinions all across, but at the end, like, like you said, you, you, you do said, we, they have an objective, which is, yeah. hey, we have to the, the empire. This is our communal goal. Can we focus on that and get over our self-hatred within the different groups? Exactly. And yeah, I, that's what really impressed me about the entire conversation, especially because you see Luthen trying to be a mediator somehow. And mm -hmm. I mean, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen to Luthen because we never see him again. We kind of have to assume he dies before the rebellion actually comes together. Maybe, maybe who knows? Or maybe he, who knows? But we see him like having this relationship with Mon Mothma, like trying mm -hmm. to do it like through legitimate means and him being too extreme for Mon because she's like, no, no, no. Why did you do Aldani? That was not okay. You're making people suffer. No, mm -hmm. we have to be legit. We have to talk to the banks. We have to like go through the appropriate channels. And then him being like, yeah, you're not extreme enough. And mm -hmm. then going over to Saw and it's like, but Saw is like too extreme because he's not even listening to me because he still thinks he's in the Clone Wars. Yes, he's still in the Yeah, he still sees potential allies as enemies. Like the enemy now is the Empire. Forget about the separatists. Forget about the Republic. Those were both Palpatine. Yes. I mean, yeah. he just, at this point, he already <laughs> abandoned Jin mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of the danger that she would portray as a, as a daughter of Galliner. So, so, I mean, we know where he is at. And by references from Rebels, by references from Rogue One, we know that, yeah, he just gets like more extreme. But it was it was so it was such a good opener to that scene when like they're both playing off of each other's ego of being yeah, like, Oh, you course. did the old Donny Heist. No, no, you did oh, but that's what you know. would say if you had done it. Like, oh yeah. I'm definitely convinced that you did it. It was it was such it was such a I mean oh, the the writing is the right oh it's the so writing good. is so is so good. And that's I think the great thing about having brought in writers that aren't and i we've said this before but it's always good to repeat it but to bring yes. in creatives that aren't like tony gilroy said that aren't fans and i use that cautiously fans of star wars because then they can just come in and just write honestly without like having to be beholden to like oh well does this feel like star wars because like no first you have to just do a good script a good story and good exactly. dialogue and then you can like put the veneer of star wars over it and this show just proves that that works because this show would be just as good if you took mm -hmm. down all the star wars things you just made it like an, on on earth and you know it's just normal yeah. politic conversation of, of the uh, star wars makes it better yeah yeah, yeah no, 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 of 100 percent yeah Pero, so eh, i i know what you mean like when star wars first came out it was completely different mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean there there was other sci-fi there was other but it was like this combination of all these elements mm -hmm. that made it original and not wanting it to continue to reinvent itself and continue to be original uh -huh. is killing the idea of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I mean, we should be excited that it is reevaluating itself and it's bringing new themes and it's being real and, and we're listening to new music and, and mm -hmm. the look of it. And, and it's such a character piece as well. Yeah. We have, so... mm -hmm. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. You know, okay, we're getting these moments of, incredible action and visually stunning things i mean the eye of aldani was mm -hmm. something yes, that yes that was fantastic mm -hmm. and, and this and is the thing um mm -hmm. you and this is the fantastic thing is that we still have a combination of different media yeah. from star wars i mean we just had kenobi we had book of boba fett we're having the mandalorian we had Tales of the Jedi, but bad. More animation. More animation. Yeah. So this is the thing. I mean, you can like it all. A lot of comics all. and novels. A lot of comics There's and novels. Mm -hmm. High Republic. So this is fantastic because instead of saying, ah, this is not a star. Hey, we are diversifying mm -hmm. the content. And we are so lucky to mm -hmm. live here because in this time, because of, I wasn't a fan, of course. But I can imagine people back in the 
late 80s, mm -hmm. early 90s, where Star Wars, there was nothing in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shadow of the Emperor and what, some things, yeah, yeah. but it was not as widely available as mm -hmm. we have now. So, yeah. I mean, this is, this is fantastic that we have so much content. It and just, we're getting it more goes, visions. It just goes and... to show that people are just ungrateful. Just, of <laughs> course, of course. There was yeah. a time when they had no Star Wars, and now you have like more Star Wars than we can ever possibly have wanted, and people yeah, still find right. a way to complain about it. But like, like you said, like, maybe this doesn't connect with you, but Tales of the Jedi does. If that doesn't, maybe the books do. So like, there's so many ways yes. to engage with, with, with the content that like to just as a blanket statement say that like you know star wars sucks now because i don't mm -hmm. like all of it it's just it's it's selfish it's spoiled and entitled because like, you can totally agree because you can just... yes because hey if you don't like the animation hey just watch the live action or if you don't like this if it doesn't suit this series hey there's a mandalorian coming yeah. there's ahsoka coming hey you <laughs> you can choose and if you don't like any of it, then maybe you don't like Star Wars anymore, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's it's okay. Time, and it's time to say And you can stick to just rewatching the originals or right? the prequels or whatever gives you joy. Just exactly. don't hate it for the rest of us because there's so much amazing stuff coming. Yeah, out. don't be don't be Cyril Karn trying to have a vendetta <laughs> going against you know the people that are you know liking liking something. Just exactly. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, well, speaking of Cyril, obviously we had like that meeting between Cyril and Dedra, which was like, so good. Uh, fantastic. It was really interesting, especially with what it's going to set up for the future. Now that yeah. Dedra's in, in Ferrix and has Bix, my girl, she's got her. I hope Bix, Bix is going to be fine. She better be fine. But for me, one of the interesting things about the this last episode was the duality of the prison scenes with Cassian and then the high-rise mm -hmm. party scene with Mama. Yes. It's yeah. like they're because it's a different kind thing. of prison. They're both doing the same thing, but in completely mm -hmm. different ways. They're both having like that ideological battle. It's like, oh, the empire is terrible. But on one side, it's just like, crap, I can die in here and I'm in prison. And the other side, it's just like, well, we're rich, so we have the luxury of philo yeah. being philosophers about it and like discussing things. Uh, while we have some drinks and some cocktails and whatnot yeah it's like you but see, i like, barely rich... have a relationship with my daughter and which my husband which is i don't and know I but her daughter gave her like a dumb. weird look i was just like oh something something's there's happening. something happening there yeah. and the there's husband as well is not nearly as stupid as he oh looks. no 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 mm -hmm. no we're uh we're joking i was joking on twitter that yeah he's he has like the worst TV D-bag yeah. of the year, uh, right along with Sir Kristen Cole from oh, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Same and, energy. Yeah, and, yeah. and Josh from She-Hulk. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. they're 100%. right there. Yep. Uh, he might be worse because he has a stupid haircut. I'm going to die I on know, this know, right? He's, he's the worst. Uh, and he has fun. He's a, uh, he's a freeloading husband. Doesn't appreciate his wife. Oh, no, no. I don't like this guy. And so he's up to no good because I saw no, pero like, the glances that he was giving like, from. Not as dumb as he looks. And I yeah, think it's a... going to be a mistake. I think Mon Mothma is underestimating him because yeah, she grew yeah. up with him and she always saw herself as superior, which is correct. But I was surprised. But that, that she guy's doing something. Not, but I was surprised that she actually straight out said, like, oh, he's not trustworthy. He's not to be trusted. And I was just yeah. like, yeah. Oh, shit, girl, you're, get, get divorced. You're on the get, get out. Get out. Mm. But yeah. well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But that's but my concern is with the daughter because like the daughter also gave her. Like, yeah, there's something daughter. happening so there. I'm just like, yeah. oh, what's gonna oh, happen? Yeah. The the twist the twist is gonna come I from know. inside. I know. Yeah. It'll be from outside. Yeah. I know that that her their relationship that seems a strain and like yeah her dad is pitting her against mm -hmm. Mon Mothma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, taking advantage of that. Mm -hmm. I know, and it it did make me think. I mean, all these episodes where her daughter has been showing up, and mm -hmm. it makes me think of uh, the relationship that we know Mon Mothma had with Leia, and during the the Leia Princess of Alderaan and Moving Target, all these books. It was like, oh crap! Just I mean, just someone close, like a mentor figure for Leia, and it's kind of. I mean, maybe maybe that's why because like her relationship with her daughter was irreparably damaged and they or she loses like, her because like, i don't think we loses her to the Empire, ever heard of mom, mom yeah. and her daughter so so yeah so when they first when she first showed up i was like oh no this is gonna end in tragedy probably but then oh. oh maybe it's just a cameo to just show you know the family dysfunctions but the fact that 
keep showing her up. It's- I know. And if there's something we've learned from the writers of the show is that they don't put something in that's not deliberate. So like yeah. everything has had a payoff so far. So yeah. it's like even uh-huh. like the Ferrex things. That there's a purpose done, to everything that happens. It's coming back to like show yeah. like, no, there's a consequence to everything. So there's going, yeah, there, this is a setup to something that's going to pay off. In yeah. We're going to get episodes. hurt. I feel I know. we're going to get hurt. There's going to be don't get Don't, don't yeah. get too attached to those characters. That's what there's gonna I be mean, and, and let's go back to, you know, characters that were falling in love with Marva. I mean, the last episode, she made me cry so much when, you know, she found her voice and her purpose and everything again. And then love. we see her this episode that she's cold and she's wheezing and she's trying to do all these things, but she's old. And yeah. That's so, so sad. But I think the special thing about that scene, I mean, special in the sense, like, is I think they yeah. did something that's valuable in terms of the commentary it's doing. It's not just to show like an elderly person you know like in, in yeah. press because that, that yeah that is real but also to show but like, they how, still have fight how com- in them how community also yes. can come yep. together to take care the power of, like, of, of community elderly and how bigs mm-hmm. and i forgot uh Cassian's best friend's name is i'm terrible with names but how they both come thank you how yes. Brasso comes in yeah, i was really I'm, I'm happy to see him again too yeah. i thought we were kind of done with him and i was like yay and but exactly see them be because they could be like oh well my my best friend isn't here anymore so i don't have yeah. to you know visit his mom anymore but no it, it's community yeah. so yeah he's my best friend's yeah. mom so she's kind of my mom too so i have to still yeah. come in and take care of her and like for them to also mention like uh, the daughters of ferrix and have like a, a retirement home for i know yeah. I'm like, oh my god it's just like so oh so god. so good and so deep and so meta that's just like like it's like this is i feel like i feel like shrek every time i say this it's like an onion right it's got layers and like the show just keeps peeling them up yeah. and and showing us like so many different aspects to this galaxy that say so much about like the world that we live in and just little things yeah. like that yeah. and we got a little bit more of vel with our girlfriend yes, and i guess so we finally got that they're actually in love we got a little bit of hand holding i feel like bit, they could yeah. go a little bit further but we're we're getting there but we started to see a little bit of that motivation that was a spicy you know? conversation spicy spicy yeah. yes calling yes. bell out like mm-hmm, some yeah, rich that girl part. that runs out of her home i was just like oh, man, girl, like, I, man, I was like i've never me. burned anyone that hard and that was a <laughs> yeah. that was a burn oh jesus mm-hmm. oh you think you're a rebel but you're just you know kind of being girls trying to, distracted yeah. Yeah, having some and- fun no consequences for you right because you can go back home and be rich regardless oh that was, that was burn that was harsh that was harsh and again we come back to this uh, stage of getting putting together this alliance where people joins for a lot of reasons and mm-hmm. we yeah. saw it on the aldani art that of course nemic was all idealistic like yes my yeah. manifesto but not everyone had the same motivations to be part right. of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... That point. was it Skeen who believed in it, but was really just out for it for himself because mm-hmm. he wanted to, like, get rich out of it. And and we get Bell that we're assuming, you know, it's kind of like a rich runaway. How they met. Mm-hmm. I forget the girlfriend's name. Cinta. Cinta. How they met. I don't know. Because Cinta makes it they make it seem like she's been in the fight for longer and we already know she knows how to heal so she was probably either a nurse or a doctor or something somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she could have been in the fight for way longer and then she's still calling out bell as like i'm your excuse i'm your runaway to be like a bad guy yeah. i'm but, the i'm the mirror that you look to project yeah like the things you right oh my god that was such a great and then the scene cut with her like on the on the train you see like the reflection yeah so like on the, the reflection like, oh, that's wow. good that's good cinematography it's so good and and it was a really like star wars type transition but mm-hmm. elevated and yes. that really worked with the scene with the i'm your oh it's so incredibly well written yeah no, i need so to rewatch good. the whole series again seriously once it's, it's done it's, it's too good it's too good and and we're it's not even, we're still we still are missing four episodes so that's the thing it's just like, i know yes. and and even when we gush about these episodes, there's elements that we always forget because there's there's so much happening in every episode. Yeah, and that. it's like, for example, just a month, Mothma, the first shot we get from this, that uh, party is when they having this drink, like Chandrilla and drink with the worm. Oh, the worm. Yeah. And she's like, no, like, 
Which is like even worse than mezcal because the mezcal, at least the worm's dead. This yeah. worm is alive. This worm is alive. To, yeah, they have to, yeah. <laughs> but it's good. You kind of have to visuals, kill it and then drink it. And, no, visual, but it's great yeah. visuals because it's, I love how it's highlighting how it is so many cultures and the cultures are dying under the boot of the empire. Yes. Because everything has to be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, a senator as important as Mon Mothma, the things that she brings from her culture are kind of disrespected because it's seen as a novelty mm-hmm. and not as, yeah, yeah and not yeah. as a part of their actual lives. It's like, oh, it's a novelty. We're in a circus. Yeah. We're seeing different things. It's for entertainment. And you're completely disrespecting that it's, you know, an entire culture that you're killing. So. Yeah, and, and and the interesting thing about culture, like in those perspectives, it's like, is that culture for everyone else in Chandrela, or is this just like culture for the top one percent of Chandrela? Yeah, the one percent. Like, what yeah. what is that? What you know, what people are drinking, you know, at the at the dive bars, like in Chandrela, <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, which is the interesting thing, because it's the same thing here, like the nightlife and and social engagements that the rich are having are not the same things that us three are doing when we're when we're going out it's a completely different environment so like to present it in that way i think it's a it's a really clever way to start making again like those layers of commentary it's like yeah again it's like andor fantastic. andor in the prison yeah. from the bottom yeah literally at the bottom because he's underwater <laughs> yeah and then, and then my mom at the top literally in the clouds so yeah. and then yeah. talking about the same things and how they can eventually kind of meet like in the middle and find and create the story of rebellion right at some point yeah. Yeah. yeah, which leads me to ask you guys: Do you think Cassian and Mon Mothma will meet in this season, or do you think they're gonna meet in the next season? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I would I would love for them to meet, but I'm not sure if, if at the pace we're going, that's yeah. going to happen mm-hmm. yet. Maybe in season two, but I'm not sure if it's gonna happen yet. Do you think Cassie's going to meet, uh, uh, oh my God, uh, Sagarera? Or do you think also it's something that maybe it's for later? This is the setup for next seasons and we still need to wrap up a more personal Cassian story. Yeah, I think, and I would like for them to wrap up his story, his personal story, because I know we started from the beginning of this season that hey he's looking for his sister his lost sister and mm-hmm. i mean i would like to see maybe it's gonna be like oh something left open for next season but that's one of the motivations that he right. actually ha- doesn't commit to the rebellion because hey he wants to go back to his own mm-hmm. but we know part of his own motivations is to find his sister but i'm not sure i mean i would love to see okay maybe it's like marva said and it's so heartbreaking to think that yeah it's she's gone uh, nobody nobody yeah. survived yeah then i'm sure she got him out retribution happened to the planet and everybody got wiped out which is possible yeah but- i don't know i think there's a twist there i think there has to be a twist because yeah i, I don't think that he's because I think there's still more to the flashbacks. I think they're gonna come yes. back at yeah. some point because it, ca- it kind of felt like the flashbacks when in Canary kind of ended abruptly. So okay, they left them. It's like oh, there were still a bunch yeah. of kids. So like Marva yeah. can't Marva can't come up and say like oh, everyone's gone and she's like everyone oh, died. But we just about you, but the show because that's showed what Marva assumed there. to be the end of the story. Yes, but because I, I she know, but... because she rescued slash kidnapped him assuming yeah. that that was going to be retribution everybody was going to get murdered and i'm just saving this one kid but you know he had a lead you know mm-hmm. at that strip club there was supposed to be a canary woman at some point so it's going to be his sister or not but i think there's going to be more survivors from canary and there's definitely more to the story what if yeah. what if she's alive but the reason marva doesn't want him to find her is because she's working for the empire now and she's you know she's kind of you don't know we don't know we don't know a nice person now so she's like hey maybe it's better yeah. if you don't find her because she's 
you know? Oh my God. And it would, if that happened, it would bring more parallels with Jin's backstory. Because then she would be kind of like Galen with the Empire. Yeah. Sorry, I I I achieved those, so that's why. But it's but it would but it would be interesting though because it would be a, I mean depending on how they do it, right? Because we're speculating right now. Oh yeah, of course. Responsible speculation. But because Galen was an unwilling participant of the Empire, right? So like he was there against his will, so he was like doing what he could to be able to make sure that he could put the weakness in the Death Star, so he could be. But he wasn't originally. Oh, but he, he was part of the empire originally until he realized the level of fascism and everything that was happening and he broke away but he was originally of the empire so oh yeah i, I, I read yeah, because catalyst. he was a scientist I catalyst, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, and it goes back to like very intelligent people because mm-hmm. yeah you want to make people ignorant so they come help us but very intelligent people were at some point understanding that the republic wasn't working mm-hmm. and that the empire was a reasonable solution to it yeah i mean we, go, we make it better we make laws we give law and order Great. we stop the war mm-hmm. except you know yeah we know the everything real. else that happens exactly exactly <laughs> and that's and that's wonderful yeah. because yeah it would be a for him and i keep thinking of course that dialogue from Rogue One he said he says that he's been on this fight since he was six years old and from a certain point of view because maybe six years old was when he we see him in Canary but Mm -hmm. there were no adults around maybe at that age he was orphan they were orphans since so or maybe he was just mad when he was arguing with Jen so he just said whatever he thought but um (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, people taking it, yeah. things that characters say seriously when in real life people. Hey, sometimes things. we say things because hey, I'm angry, I'm mad, so I might and, say and just wrong because I'm remembering wrong. Like I don't know exactly how old yeah. I was in sixth grade. I don't know. If you ask me, I'll, I'll mess up probably. So who's to say that he didn't mess up? Exactly. Yeah. And your memories are tinted with your experience and your nostalgia about them. Lo que estaba diciendo Norhal, like rose tinted glasses something that may have been traumatic you gloss over because it's like the memories that you have from childhood but it goes back to rogue one yes because um rebellion start with hope was the famous line that Jin said but Cassian said it first said it first rebellions begins with hope and then you don't know if he meant it sarcastically or if he believed it for real, because at that point he had been like a believer at some point, but just like disillusioned. So it goes back to how you listen to it, how you say it, yes. who means it, how how it comes through. So, you know, seeing all these steps and it's it's not just Cassian. We're, we're seeing the rebellion grow from both sides. And we're yes. seeing maybe because we've already had at least one defector from the Empire. I forgot his name. The Bodhi. Lieutenant Don Aldani. Oh, uh, the Gorn. Yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Gorn. Rogue One, sorry. See, see, knowing Aldani. So. so we're already seeing that people that believed in the Empire become disillusioned with it. Yeah. People that kind of acquiesced to the norm because it brought order thinking wait it's not order anymore it's oppression and you're kind of seeing those seeds coming in and it's really especially that conversation with saw and luthan because there's still so much mistrust within the rebellion itself like they can't trust themselves to do anything i mean luthan has a hit on andor because he's a loose end even though andor is the reason that it actually got pulled off. It worked, yes. So, I mean, it's so thought-provoking. It's it's not, you leave the episode and you're thinking, what did they want to say with this scene? Why did they add mm-hmm. this character? 
why are we going this direction? And it really makes you think about everything that's happening with the empire. And, and I think it's so intelligent and compelling and stressful, even though we know how some characters end up. We don't know how a bunch of them do, though. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, because we, we know what happened with Cassian, with Von Mosma, with uh, So Guerrera, but we don't know what happened with Luthen, with Cleia, with Leida, yeah. with all of the rest of the characters. My Mothma's daughter. Which, speaking yes. of, of of which, like I think we've reached a point of the episode where we do some responsible speculation into what yeah. we expect ah, to see correct. into mm -hmm. either episode nine or just the rest of the season as a whole. So, uh, Norha, what do you expect to see based on what we've seen so far? What do you think is coming next? Obviously, we're in the first episode of this arc, so there's going to be, you know, on the next two episodes, I mean, you know, if there's going to be a prison break, I don't expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. Next episode, I mean, maybe it does. Who knows? Uh, we've been wrong. We've been wrong before. We've been wrong before. But what, what, what do you hope to see or expect to see or, you know, what are your projections? I would definitely like to see of course yeah the prison break is he's not gonna be there six years in this yeah. prison that would be a good plot twist all of a sudden like a time like a you know a cue card six years uh, later like oh uh, okay. what what, what? <laughs> no like, but oh, okay <laughs> that would be interesting to see how it happens i know we assume it's going to happen but we don't know how that yeah. would be great and we know Melchi is gonna end up in Re rebellion as well so yeah. um and also definitely see what's going to happen with Biggs and Deidre. See how how that how that worked out. Yeah. And also Cyril. I think Cyril, like I yeah. mentioned, is the Javert to Cassian Andor's mm -hmm. John Valjean. So he's not going to. Yeah. Even if he was told, no, I stop making. We're not done with them. No, mm -hmm. he was not done. He's, uh, he's, ne he's never stopped, never stopping. Like, <laughs> no, and now it's full personal because he destroyed his career by yes. trying to get Andor. So, now I mean, that scene that we got that he's just career. staring <laughs> at his hollow, like, get you. Got you, yes. And also, well, from the Empire, from the politics, I definitely would like to see, I mean, I would definitely love to see Bale, <laughs> Bale Organa. So, I know, uh, I know, yeah, I, I know, I know. The more, the more, the more time passes, I'm just like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not going to happen this season because there's mm -hmm. too many things happening I know. Right now for it to happen. But who knows? Maybe it does. Maybe like next episode, it'll be kind of like an inverted situation. You know how Mar Mothma was uh, like in the party and then Luthen goes uh, to meet Sagarera. Maybe like the next episode, it's the opposite. Like Luthen comes back to Coruscant to do something and then Mar Mothma meets Bail Organa. Bail Organa. Like, because uh, at this point, I mean, we know we're we're learning so much how what at what a stage Mon Mothma was. We know he ends up in the she ends up in the rebellion, but yeah. And she mentions leading three, the rebellion. Leading the rebellion. But we don't know yet if that effort we know by Leia, Princess of Alderaan, she's obviously like with Bail on the uh, coordinating that, but we don't know yet if they are already like what Bale is doing with Fulcrum with Ahsoka yeah. is already connected with what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be very yeah. interesting to learn about. Yeah, because clearly there's a lot of secretiveness between yes. the different factions that are trying to rebel. So we don't know how close anybody is, how much they know about other people's efforts. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at this point, we have this one and then one other arc, right? Yes. That would be four more yeah, episodes. Yeah. Oh, it it sounds like a lot, but it's just like oh, four more. It's, it it's isn't. Like it isn't. Line, yeah. It's the end I of know. the line. We're so close, but but you know, but I still, I, 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 we're at the boiling point right now with everything. So like, it's only it keeps getting better, and we'll only get better because this is a pressure cooker. You know, we just yes. keep increasing the pressure. So next couple of episodes, everything's gonna explode, and we're just gonna have and you know some amazing episodes full of action and intrigue so like we're really looking forward to it but uh as always like we could be talking forever i know i know right things, yes like these, these episodes i feel like so much depth and so much uh, uh themes in them that we can just be dissecting it until until the cat until you know until the end of the time. cows come uh, home thank you i was like I was, that's what i was gonna say but then I'm like, i don't Se really dicho. yes yeah, so I, <laughs> I was gonna forget so thank you for correcting me mm -hmm. uh, but 
unfortunately, you know, for today, I think that this is this is like the end, unfortunately. But until until obviously next episode when we have a whole new discussion about it. But Norha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you once again. Like you're part of, the, part of the triad family, so we're very happy <laughs> to always have you back. Oh. It's really good conversation. Uh, but until until yeah until the next one for and or episode nine i don't know what it's going to be called but we're definitely looking forward to it but uh norha what can people find you on the socials well no again thank you for having me it's, it's always great to be talking to you guys about star wars <laughs> it's amazing so no definitely you guys can find me on twitter at norha and my bio i have a link tree with all my different pursuits and websites so yeah definitely if you want to hear read about my rants about star wars marvel pop culture in general just just uh, check it out perfect Reach and out. we will as always leave links down in the description below so you can Hall's awesome find, find those too. links and oh you thank you thank you uh, but with that i think this is the end of the episode <laughs> so now why don't you sign us out thank you so much Nurhal, for joining us again you know you will be eternally invited so yes and we're getting so much good star wars so oh, yeah. We need to continue chatting. Right. Of course. It's, it's, and it's great to get new stories. And it's great that Star Wars is evolving. And I'm really, I'm so happy. So thank you for joining us again. We thank are Triad of the Force. You can always find us anywhere that podcast can be found. Just search Triad of the Force. Like, subscribe, hate us, you know, productively at least. Or love us. And, you know. <laughs> Preferably. Let us know what you're thinking about Star Wars and the new direction that Star Wars is going and or everything. Until next time, may the force be with you. Bye.